0: For the first time in five years, we've got a Brisbane Raw Round of 16 FFA Cup fixture to talk about, plus three more Queensland teams in action. It's the Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup Round of 16 preview special, and it starts right now.
1: Oh, LeBreton wins the premiership for Brisbane Roar. Too late. It's Brisbane's day. It's Brisbane season. It's Brisbane's time. as the weeks trickle So you come in and put
0: your back. All right, so let's get into it. Brisbane Raw win the uh, FFA Cup Round of 32 match for the first time since 2014. So, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. What about you, Adam?
1: Yeah, look, um, it was certainly, um, well... We sort of said we told you so almost. as as. far You as, did, you know, I didn't. You no, know, the preparation goes. But look, it came as a shock at the end of the day. You know, They, they were you know, underdogs. But look, they played some really good football and they deserved the win because Sydney really didn't offer much. And they look like they may be a couple of weeks behind the Raw as far as preparations go.
2: And Scott, welcome to the new studios. It's great here in the new studios. I was just thinking, the last time I watched a Raw FFA Cup game in a stream was that game against Sterling Lions five years ago. So maybe we should just watch them on stream from now on, these Cup games. Yeah,
0: so if you see us at Dolphin Stadium in, in Redcliffe in a couple of weeks, You've got a lot to, <laughs> yeah. you know, blame us for. But yes, as we should clarify, this is Brisbane Football Review. It's second episode of Season 4. It's James Scott and Adam here with you for Daily Football Show Fan Network. And most importantly, you can get in contact with us a number of different ways. You can message us on Facebook. It's still The Raw Review. We're working on changing that. It's a long story.
1: Yeah, the winter nothing from Facebook.
0: Twitter, at Football, uh, Email is Review at gmail.com. And you can listen and rate our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, Wooshka, Spotify, and some other stuff as well. Yeah, all all good podcasting outlets. That's the line. Yep, that's it. And yeah, so we're back again. It's Thursday before the Round of 16 kicks off, and we're going to cover all the other stuff yep. that's uh, going on with the NPL Queensland Club still in the... Sure thing, but we've got to lead off with Brisbane Raw, yeah. because that was an awesome win over Sydney
2: FC, wasn't it? It was fantastic, actually, the way they played. I mean, I don't think it was a surprise to a lot of people who'd seen the Raw play in preseason. Maybe if you haven't seen them, it was a surprise, but the way they played, it was really good. It was possession-based, attack-orientated, and they really took the game to Sydney, and Sydney had a couple of chances, but you have to say, on the balance played, Raw thoroughly deserved the win.
0: The big thing that stood out for me, we were obviously watching from the stream at Perry Park, but just that was, they look so full of confidence
1: yeah look and that's um, a lot of people question you know about the whole Oh, why'd you go and play up in in Gladstone you know and whoop them 11-0 um, and, and look at the end of the day yeah, the opposition may have been you know galaxies apart but still it's, it's a, it breeds confidence and you know this is a team that still are yet to concede a goal in pre-season so obviously where where you now they had the infamy of you know concede the most goals in A-League season to you know where they're basically almost you know, it's it's fortress like at the moment. Yeah,
2: five games how they've played as well. That's, so it's not that's it's good. not it's not a small sample size. That's a significant number of number of teams.
0: And the fact also, I think the clean sheets are worth noting. Like obviously, yeah. you know you can say, you know they've played NPL sides, yeah. that they should be beating by a lot. But like the fact they're still keeping a clean sheet, like uh, was it the Gladstone Select game? You know finished eleven nil. But you know you could have seen them switching off and easily giving up a. Uh, a uh, late consolation goal. Is
1: I think. Well, that... oh, so I was going to say, if the where it were, probably would have. You know, if you take away the, the Sydney FFA Cup game, that's a different level again. But in these early preseason games, it would have been very, very easy for them. You know, especially against the likes of Redlands and Brisbane City, where they could have switched off late and they they score a late consolation or give away a silly penalty or something like that. But the fact is that the the defence, whoever that Robbie Fowles put out there, have been disciplined enough to know we didn't. We will yeah. not. We do not want to concede a goal. Yeah. Look, that's got to be worth um, something.
2: And it is significant given the fact how many changes they have made in the backline. I mean, I think that whole backline that played last Wednesday night in the Cup was with new signings, basically. So it is very significant that these players have come in and they've improved things very quickly. Because you're right, the backline last year was really the Achilles heel. The attack wasn't too bad, but the backline leaked far too many goals. And if this is an indication of that improving, it looks positive going forward.
0: And the three centre backs on the night as well, you had Scott Neville, Macaulay Gillespie. I've got to remember it's Gillespie, not Gillespie. Yeah. And uh, the captain on the night, Tom Aldred, is th- who the player I think I'm the most excited to see, which might sound a bit boring picking a central defender, but He does like, look a proper leader, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's the sort of guy that you really want to come in and basically, you know, for an N C I S reference, do the Gibbs slap on the back <laughs> of the head.
1: Yeah, look, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, uh, it's almost uh, as advertised, and look, it's very, very easy to say. You know, right now against you know, like I said, they, you know, only one sort of you know top top level opponent, but still, it's again, it is all. It's all about sort of, you know, breeding sort of, you know, that, that toughness all that. And I think Tom Aldridge, I think yeah, he's going to be key to it all, I yeah. think, as far as the raw success going forward this season.
2: I know you say that, but Redlands, attack-wise in the NPL, they're quite impressive with the amount of goals they're scoring. They're on a, a really good run at the moment. Brisbane City got plenty of goals in with Carlos Salazar. So they've played against attacking sides who score a lot of goals. So it's not just beating up small NPL teams that can't play. These They've got some good players in there, these NPL teams. Certainly. All right, so let's focus specifically on
0: this. Sydney uh, FA Cup game, yep. so it was goals from Stephen Mork and Jay O'Shea, either side of half-time, and those are the, like, those time periods last year we saw under John Aloisi and Darren Davies, those were the times where we'd always seem to see the rule give
2: up those, you know, bang your head
0: against the seat in front of you, frustrating goals.
2: Yeah, it was, it was either right at the start of the game, or just either side of half-time, you're right, that was when they gave up a lot of frustrating goals, but... It is encouraging, particularly with Jay O'Shea. I thought he was really impressive the way he ran the show midfield. I think Sydney, to be fair to them, really couldn't get near him. In fairness, his run through the defence for the first goal to set up Mork was spectacular, and the finish for the second was was really good as well. So he's made a really good start.
0: Yeah, it's great to see uh, O'Shea, and it was a fantastic finish as well, and a well played uh, move from. Brad Inman as well
1: yeah look that's also I was going to say that you know the the first goal was just perseverance and you you could see you know the whole half that they were trying to work towards that that, that combination between O'Shea and um, and Mork and then sort of trying to link up with also O'Donovan But that second goal they scored just after half time that sort of that dummy step from Inman to basically you know let Jashay run pretty much one on one and, and and put away and he did put it away so look i think there's not only going to be that sort of that grassman sort of you know like type of you know tough play but i think there's to be a bit of flair as well i think you know there's a lot to be excited about at the moment
2: and that's the sort of goal the raw might score a lot of this year breaking forward in those wide areas i know it was o'donovan in this case but the fullbacks or wingbacks get forward a lot in those areas so we might see a lot of that this year And from Sydney's perspective i know we don't really care but that was pretty awful defending to leave o'shea free at the back post from their point of view but hey who cares yeah, Brisbane well, through it around 16 for the first time in forever. So we've got to enjoy it. We're going to we enjoy it absolutely. Yeah,
1: look, there's a good chance we may not beat Sydney FC again this season. You know. hey, hey, hey. Look, I said there could be, but um, yeah, look, you know, you've got to take them as they come. And uh, yeah, look, Sydney just looked, um, they looked a little bit underprepared. I think, you know, the whole travel up to you know Central China, you know, and whatnot, and playing against Paris Saint Germain. I think that really told toll. I think again, I think maybe the cup was a bit of an afterthought. You never want to admit that, but I think that may have been the case.
0: Now, this is an audio medium, so no one can see me playing the world's smallest violin for Sydney <laughs> having to get over a game against PSG. I can, I can yeah. confirm
1: that he is playing the violin. Yep.
0: But yeah, look, it was good, to, like it was good to see, you know, the raw actually coming out and saying, "No, we're going to win this game." And just that yeah. belief that they had overall I really enjoyed seeing that. It was great. Yeah. Well, we've
2: criticised the Raw in the past for not taking the FFA Cup seriously under previous regimes. So it was, I mean, right from day one, Robbie Fowler came and said, This is an important game. Our season starts now. We want to be ready for that game. So the Raw absolutely took that approach, and maybe Sydney didn't. Yeah. Definitely. And maybe they did think oh, it'll be a nice little A-League sort of pre-season game at 50%, but that's not the way the Raw went into it. They went out with a point to prove, and they absolutely proved it.
0: And look, for all the people who had you know, questions about the appointment of Robbie Fowler, myself included, yep. Yep. it was a great way to, you know, come off in your first competitive <laughs> fixture and go, maybe I know what I'm on about. There was a comment on the oh. world game after afterwards, I think it was the next day, where we were saying, you know, oh, that'll teach you for writing me off, okay, it's one game, let's yeah. not get too far <laughs> ahead of
2: ourselves, yeah. but it was a good start. It's an absolutely perfect start, really, in terms of the PR point of view, you've beaten the club's biggest rivals in the fans point of view away from home you've gone through it in the cup for the first time in forever you're right it's a perfect start for him
1: what was that stat that you um released on um about Roy we fell on our social media that he's the first he's the first oh, yes. coach that has um
2: yes his first coach to win his first competitive game in charge which is remarkable when you think about it only, i think only france tyson had drawn that was the only one I know. Didn't Miron? Ange?
0: No, no, no. Wait, no. That Ange lost me. his first game in yeah. Sydney. And Miron
2: did win his first A League game, but that was only his second game. So,
0: now hang on. I've just got to write down the tagline for this show. So, Scott uh, Fowler better than Postacoglu. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. I, you said it. not No, me. I, I
2: said he won his first game. <laughs>
0: well, anyway, it was a good, good. Good night. Uh, it wasn't great for Sydney as well, because they did have uh, my man crush, Milos Ninkovic, injured
2: as well in that game. and That did have a big impact, actually. He was the only one who looked like they could create anything during that game, and when he went off, they seemed to lack something, so that might be a concern for them. I know they've got a lot of new players in that front third, but... That's they've their... still got some good players. It's good but... players, too. Again, that's their problem. And that's, that's why I'm that, you
1: to, know, maybe the only time that you know, Raw will beat them that, you know, I think that they, like I said, we will talk about obviously what we think of season yeah, in a few weeks time but that sort of squad that they've assembled is you know is a decent squad
2: now here's your headline for the, for the show Adam Raw won't beat Sydney again <laughs> oh, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I'm worried <laughs> about getting taken out of <laughs> at least my one's positive uh, yeah. yeah that's true
0: um, yeah so I uh, just want to run through a couple of uh, big stats as well you found these out Scott uh, let's see where is it 9 debutants for the Raw Scott Neville Tom Aldred, Macaulay Gillespie Jake McGing Jordan Courtney Perkins Brady and Man Jay O'Shea Roy Donovan and George Mills player numbers 152 to 160 respectively now how do you number these people because they okay. all essentially start Okay, with... so it
2: starts with the furthest player back in the formation so player number one is Tom Willis goalkeeper of the first game so that's why Scott Neville's listed first because he's the first player on the team sheet by position, so...
0: I, I'm just trying to get ahead of the yep. questions. okay. so um,
2: well, soon mentioned Jordan Courtney Perkins there, because as a young player making his debut, he was absolutely fantastic in this game.
0: I don't want to feel that old, <laughs> but if you have to...
2: Yeah, oh, he. He was really good, though, wasn't he? I know. It? That's what made yeah. it even
0: more depressing for me.
2: I didn't realise he was younger than Isaac Powell until the Raw mentioned that yeah. later in the week, so it was fantastic for him. Yeah,
1: advisor. no, that's why I was surprised that fact came out that that Jordan Courtney Perkins actually we well, we knew when he was at school because uh, he was part of um, Warren Moon's... um. You know, premiership-winning side and GPS, but I thought um, it was because
2: he showed up to the game in his school uniform. <laughs> he had to get the day off to go to Sydney, probably. So <laughs> this is around
0: QCS time of year, isn't it as well? Oh,
1: I, th- I don't think uh, he needs to worry anyway. about that anyway. Yeah, I can. I talk from twenty years ago. Yeah, that t- that test is pointless.
0: I don't even know if yeah, I don't even know if QCS is still a thing. Which I don't know. Either, it's probably al- we're also probably aging ourselves quite yeah. badly here. Yeah, so yes.
2: let's move on. Whatever that test is called, it's pointless. Don't worry about it, kids. Yeah, that, there is, and the other two. Um,
0: other two stat notes, J O O'Shea, tenth player to score on debut, and Stephen Mork and J. O. She become the eighty third and eighty fourth player to score for the Raw. So yes. good on them. Now, uh still got a bit of time, so why don't we move on to the Raw's round of sixteen opponent, the Central Coast Mariners, and we'll just we'll keep segment one purely Brisbane Raw focus. Okay. So yeah, They so were pretty
2: good against Maitland
0: actually. They Didn't were, they? they were better than expected, and I think yeah. that was the easy joke that we all probably were thinking, is uh, you know, Mariners they're gonna be primed for a cup set here, but
1: yeah, look, Michael McGlinchey, you know, found some form in that game, and again, it's hard to line up, you know, Maitland as far as you know where they're at, where, where they, you know, two nil. I think I guess is a valiant performance, you know, considering that they were down two 0 after 15 minutes. So, look, it's it's hard to sort of, especially this stage of the season, you know, to look at you know form references as far as the round of 32. But look, it's it's easy it's easy to say, you know, we 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 beat Central Coast a lot more often than not. But again, this is cup football, so just got to be wary that, you know, don't go in too overconfident. Yeah. that. You know, play the game as it lies. You know, look,
2: I think it's one of a close one, but... I'll bring up my favourite stat. The last time the Mariners beat the Raw was the final regular season game of Mike Mulvey's double-winning campaign. It's been a while since they've beaten the Raw. But obviously... Well, well, what was the, the last meaningful game
0: they won? Because yeah. I don't think anybody
2: really yeah. was paying too much attention that night. Yeah, you're right, but in all seriousness, they did play quite well. I think, in fairness, Maitland poked the bear with the Mariners with some of their, oh, that was some, of their <laughs> some of their pre-match sledging was fantastic but they might have poked the bear a little bit too much on that one Yeah, and the Mariners him. came out quite early and put the game to bed so it's all you can do as an A-League side playing MPL team you've got to put the game to bed early so we'll talk about an, NPL t- and an A-League team who didn't do that later mm. on but that's all you can do they beat who was in front of them they did quite well and in fact, they're recruiting pretty well actually the Mariners I'm intrigued to see how they go I think it'll be an interesting little game up in Redcliffe in a couple of weeks.
0: Well, that is a good tease, actually, as well, given a story that's come out about a certain NPL player that we'll be talking yeah. about uh,
2: later on. He won't be there. He's cup-tied anyway.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so there goes all those headline dreams.
0: Well, you do still have the uh storylines, at least, as well, because that is one
2: bit of news we should... Aidan O'Neill, as well.
0: Yeah, well, I think... I think there's less intrigue with O'Neill there. Yeah, just a little bit. Considering Aiden O'Neill actually played a competitive fixture with the Mariners. Yeah, but
2: he's also
1: their reigning player's player as well. So I don't know if he's going to get back his Mariners medal on uh, Wednesday week. But um...
0: We should also say, you know, if you're interested in going back, you can listen to Aiden O'Neill on our round of 32 preview show where I yes, spoke to yeah, him on the phone yeah. from the Royal Training Ground. Yes, he did. Just a subtle plug. Yeah. See if we can get a couple of late listeners to that episode. But
2: yeah, uh, Eli, I'm looking forward to this. Like, yeah. It was a good night out at Redcliffe as well uh, last year. and 6,500 and the crowd was, and that was with the Robbie Fowler, I mean the John Aloisi rule, which wasn't quite as... There was more, more hype and excitement about this rule, so I reckon they'll go close to filling it this time.
0: You can only hope as well. And the weather's finally at that point where it's, you know, it's still not hot, but it's pleasant yeah. at that time of year at night, so we can only hope that a big crowd will get out to Dolphin Stadium. And
2: I'm going to veto your point about pleasant weather at night up in Redcliffe. With the wind coming that off the bay, breeze. it can that be... That sea
1: breeze comes in. It is nothing pleasant yeah. about that.
2: So you go without a jumper up there and then tell me how, you, how yeah. pleasant <laughs> it is. Maybe I will. <laughs> well, I, I'm just also... There's, the, there's, I, we I'm can talk about of, that on the quarterfinal show. I'm thinking
0: uh, compared to that... I'm thinking compared to what it has been the last couple of months, yeah. it, a couple of weeks. It has been freezing at yes. night. But anyway, that's a sidebar. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, since our, our predictions were... Well, Scott and mine weren't great for the Raw Mariners game. Adam, you can lead us off. What are you expecting for
2: this one? Look, I think 2-1 Raw, 3-1. It'd be pretty comfortable. 2-0. Brisbane, yeah. I should I probably think, clarify. Well, we also mentioned Raw we were missing um, Aaron and Marty Holloway and Aidan O'Neill in around in 32 games. So they'll only get stronger again. So they've got players to come back in as well.
1: And I think also oh, as well is that, you know, you know, if the Raw do win this, I think the draw opens right up for him because obviously, you know, Sydney FC were are out. Um, Who knocked them out? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Melbourne Victory out, Perth Glory out. So that's yeah. you know, three of the four semi-finals from last year gone. Mm. Um,
2: and look the other one we didn't even qualify.
1: Yeah, so Bentley. So, so so yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Look, if if Raw get through, quarterfinal draw opens right up, and you know, and there, there's a there could be a prospect of you know a very very good run ahead, or. Yeah. Well, another club.
2: we'll get to it in a minute. There's three other Queensland teams in the draw, you might get an all Queensland quarter final. And
0: yeah, we will get onto that a little bit later on about what I was saying at the draw of the okay. round of sixteen. But uh for now, we're on to the next game.
2: Nice cliche. Yeah. I, I like do what it. I You'll be a coach in no time with those sort of cliches.
0: Hey, it's worked for, you know, someone. So (laughs) Anyway, uh, I think that'll do us for segment one. We'll be back after this to talk about the Olympic Bayswater and Olympics uh, v Adelaide. So this is Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. And it's time for segment two of the Brisbane Football Review, FFA Cup Round of 16 Preview Special. And, well, it's actually been quite a busy show so far. We've had a raw win to talk about in their Round of 16 fixture. Now we're going to move on to the Queensland NPL sides. And we're going to start off with Olympic FC. And they had a 5-2 win over Bayswater that, let's be fair, I think we all saw coming. Or at least something to that effect.
2: Scott. Yeah, I think we all said on the Round of 16, sh- or Round of 32 show, sorry, that the NPLWA sides don't fare well. On the national stage, FFA Cup or NPL finals, and it's because the games are never yeah. in Perth. It it certainly hurts them. Unlike but the Glory, absolutely, Glory never play away. We know, but it did certainly prove the case here. What was it? Five nil after just about an hour. Yeah, Olympic put the game to bed really quickly, really, point really we're
0: early. All stri- like scrambling to KO to find the next yeah. best option. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is, it, like, 5-2 ended up being, but at the end of the day, yeah. That's then, flat at Basel. Yeah, that that was over after 60 minutes, and, you know, when, when Ben Kahn's re-pulling, really you know, guys like Alex Smith and Jez Lofthouse off to worry about MPL, um, Queensland, you know, you could tell that they, they were home and host yeah. basically. and that, that If they had kept on going, it could have been anything, really.
0: And I will say as well, like, Ben Kahn basically admitted as much in his post-game press conference, saying, yeah, look, we had to yeah. have one eye on the weekend, especially
2: after their drop points to Magpies Crusaders before that game. Mm. Yeah, it was a busy week for them in fairness they've Lions obviously the week after and that didn't quite go to plan but it was the right strategy 5-0 up after an hour whether you've got a game ahead or not at that point surely you just empty the bench anyway. And it's not like a
0: league match where you're going for goal difference as well. Yeah, it makes no difference
2: yep.
1: Exa- Exactly it, you know the job was done, the job was done inside an hour in fact the job was done half time
0: I don't remember if I said this on our post-game show. You can go back and uh, check that out on our Facebook page. It's uh, the Raw Review on Facebook. and um, But I think you know it was a perfect sort of performance for Ben Khan as well because they played well enough to get a comfortable win, but they still had more than enough for him to harp on and say, yep, okay, we've got to do better here, we've got to do better here, we've got to do better here.
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And again, that better here is in the defensive area. That's been their big concern in the last two weeks. And we're talking about round 16 in a minute. That's one thing mm-hmm. they have to fix up. Yeah. But in the front third... They were spectacular. Yeah. I know Chris Lucas got the hat-trick, but Alex Smith was really good. Lofthouse was superb, and that was Stephen White was, yeah. pulling the strings in the midfield was impressive. So that front four clicked really well against Bayswater. That was the first time I'd seen Jez Lofthouse in person this season, and I forgot how fast he was. He is. That's probably the best I've seen him play this season in general, actually.
0: Yeah, because I think, like, we've been talk- I've seen him on the live streams and stuff, and I don't- he hasn't quite been as impactful in NPL this season, probably because people know how good he is, and how important it is to shut him down
1: well that's the thing is isn't that also as well he's been allowed to sort of you know progress at his own sort of his pace almost you know obviously you know when you add a chris lucas hmm. you know you have a you know alex smith for the full season remember he came in midway through last season for olympics so he was still sort of you know you know getting to know his teammates and even stephen white being you know moving forward you know in a more sort of, you know playmaker role it's allowed just lofthouse to sort of be himself you know and Look when they, when you know when the defense are spending all their time trying to mark out you know Smith and and Lucas you know up pops yeah. you know, the youngster and yeah you know, and like I said he is yeah he is genuinely one of the quickest players in the league. I
2: think that's really the issue. Adam pointed out that Lucas is becoming the focal point of their attack. It allows Lofthouse to slide under the radar a little bit.
0: Yeah, as well, and I think everyone's going to be paying plenty of attention to Chris Lucas now. After that hat trick, where I think that was his second in FFA Cup uh, history as well. Yep, so is it? Wow, it's his uh, yeah, second. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's that, and also he's the only man in um, the, the tournament to actually have scored two hat tricks in and um, in, in the uh, competition. More which than is the, actually,
0: which is actually a miracle considering Sydney FC had a couple of trips to Darwin in there. Yeah, well,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> just saying but yeah it was a really good night as well like i actually was re- really impressed as well because i don't think olympic w- would have been too happy about having to play at perry park but if you know it wasn't branded as you know the striker's home ground you wouldn't have known it because the olympic fans just down to our right from where we were sitting were excellent
1: well they have yeah. been all season that's how you know, that's that's the it's almost I like think... they've got something to cheer about yeah yeah and that's uh, yeah and that's exactly it Yeah, you know, they they may might may make plenty of noise like there's only um, I think the official came count came in I think took under to 800 but you wouldn't know, you know the, the amount of racket that the Olympic supporters make and you know it's um like I said they, they've they drawn a home game again we'll go again as yeah. Scott said we'll talk about the round 16 shortly but and you can expect you know, plenty of noise
2: they are the standout active support in the NPL this year they were fantastic in the grand final last year as well so I expect mm. them to be back at Perry Park again and just by the like way on Perry Park it's received plenty of criticism from us in particular for the FFA Cup presentations for the two games I had there for the round 32, it was immaculate. Yeah, it was exactly. absolutely superb. It looked like carpet out there.
0: It was fantastic. And it held up quite well in that Strikers game yeah. in the rain, which we'll get to in segment three. But I want to keep talking about Olympic now. And just, I suppose, you know, if you Ben Khan, what's he thinking right now? Because obviously, like, he wants to go on a cup run, but he's also got to juggle the fact that his side is still very much in the NPL, maybe not Premiership yeah. mix, but the finals mix for sure.
1: Yeah, look, it's um, it's interesting. I think um, uh, there's only one person who can answer that. And that's that's Ben Khan. He might not even give you a straight answer as such. Because look, uh, I don't know what you'd think. I think I think he'd say both. I think he would be he would back his squad He's to be able to be um, competitive in both.
0: He did say yeah. at one point though. I think it was when I interviewed him uh for our preview show. He did say that uh, it was the league would be his priority. Yeah. But now I think that. They've got to play both. It seems
2: like it's changed, because at, the, um, at their Cup post-game press conference, he said the Cup was a priority. Yeah. So he's, I think they've changed it. At this point, I think they're locked into fourth in the if I anyway. I remember. him, I apologise. No, I'm, I'm pretty to sure my you said senility. that as well. But if, at this point, they are locked into fourth. So I think it, for the round of 16, you might as well focus on that. I mean,
1: oh, look, right. they're not going to fall out of the top yeah.
2: four. We know that for certain. And I, don't, I think it'll be tough for them to climb out of fourth. So at this point, you might as well try and get to the quarterfinal something they've never done before i think that would probably be the strategy at this well, point actually, yeah, in, well actually yeah rephrasing that
1: i think as far as a short term goal yeah everything needs to go into into you know when in onto when next wednesday night but yeah but, but longer term you know especially with finals you know, versus a quarterfinal yeah. you know, who but that who would knows? be that would be an that yeah, question
2: but, if it were to fall say grand final week between a semi-final and a grand final if they get that far that would be an interesting debate. But yeah. For the round sixteen game, you'd say it's all in that, that to I'll try and beat with. Adelaide United.
0: Well, as we're as we're recording, they've got an eighteen point gap on Brisbane Strikers <laughs> down to fifth place. So I think they're safe in the top yeah. four. Yeah.
2: Uh, they've
0: got four points to make up on third place Gold Coast Knights with three games remaining. So I think
2: Knights got a game in hand in that as well. So. They do. Yeah. Yeah, they do.
1: They do. They play. Um, they play uh, Western Pride next Tuesday night.
0: Okay. Well, there we go.
2: Actually, those two sides do play in the final round of the season, which could be interesting, but that's a topic for another day. Yes, exactly. And I
0: think our next show may very well be the NPL finals yep. preview as well, so there'll be a lot to look forward to for that one as well, I'm sure. But for now, we're going to stick with the Cup and say, all right, Adelaide are back at Perry Park. I'm sure that <laughs> the uh, night against Redlands is going to be brought up quite a lot, but that wasn't their last trip there, though. It was Lions last year, and we saw the eventual NPL Queensland champions Really push them on the ropes.
1: Well, that's exactly it. You know, and a bit of luck, a bit. You know, sort of, you know, uh, other sort of thing. Like lack of, you know, you know, just one mistake. It was that that cost that cost um, lines the game last year. They they were really really competitive. They they felt like they escaped. You now the 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 eventual you know champions. And um yeah, look, I think Perry Park might be a bit of a graveyard. I know new coach, a lot of new players and that may not play a factor, but you know, I think what it comes down to is that, you know, what we saw from Adelaide night and their win over Melbourne Knights, there's no question, you know, attacking wise, you know, they are going to score and they're gonna score a lot of goals, but defensively they they leaked, they leaked a bit against, you know, Melbourne Knights. And that's something that, you know, maybe Olympic have got the firepower, maybe, you know, if they keep the defence tight, they may be able to score a
2: few goals. Well it might be a six fast drill then because Olympics Achilles heel is at the back as well mm. so it could be a highly entertaining game but you're right Lions last year they were that was that was an arm wrestle for a lot of the game yeah. that was, was just one
1: moment yeah, yeah Josh Brindle South who yeah. has been brilliant for you know the season four and, and pretty much since as well yeah. it was just one mistake I think one misstep and you know Craig Goodwin made him pay and we know and we know how great, good Craig yeah. Goodwin is I so. remember
2: that was just after a pretty lengthy delay as well from an injury yeah, yeah. just and after it... a restart so it was well, those where he didn't quite click now. on. Yeah. And that was all that got him out of that. And that was around 16 as well. So I think that Olympic have a strong chance in the game. I just think Adelaide might just slightly edge it in terms of just that bit more experience. Yeah. And they are a really good FFA Cup side, as we know. Two time champion, defending champions. They've been to the final three years. So the they've got, they got strong cup pedigree. So. The X
1: factor is the new coach, Gershom, who you know. Yeah. You know, it's... Who will
0: hopefully be, you know, at least in Adelaide, slightly more popular than the other Verbeek.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could
0: yeah. be less popular. <laughs> well, no, but I'm guessing we... if he had a World Cup matchup against Germany, he would play a striker. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to get started on that, yes, because that not... would probably wind up going on for another hour, and I don't think you guys want to speak Do you here know
2: that? how all our Socceroos chats go? That could. Don't oh, open that yeah. Pandora's box. Yes.
0: Alright, well, instead, how about we go up north and start talking about Magpies Crusaders?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can't shrug, Scott. If, <laughs> if you want, you're running the show. Go ahead. You want to?
0: Yes, I don't, I'm trying to make it seem like a
1: collaborative yes, effort yes, rather than a dictatorship. This week not host. You listen no, to this weekend is, hosts. This is,
2: <laughs> this is not a collaboration. This has always been a dictatorship and you know it. Stop <laughs> pretending otherwise. It's called Chinese Democracy. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> don't get into that. There's another Pandora's box when I'm open. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, so, on the same night as Olympic Bayswater, it was Magpies Crusaders against Coomera Colts in a game that had a fantastic finish because... I think we wound up watching, I think, the final 15 or so minutes uh, yeah. from the Perry Park press box because, mm. well, let's be honest, was, the game in front of us was yeah. done and dusted. It was far more interesting, wasn't it? And you have to say, both sides, are seen as uh, cup minnows, really acquitted themselves quite well.
1: Yeah, look, that's it. I think we said it in the Round 30 show, it's a, it's a darn shame that these two had to... You know, compete because, you know, you'd love to see what would have happened, you know, as far as if they had other opponents, you know, I guess, you know, more, like, if, say, for example, if Magpies went up to, say, Darwin, for example, or Coomera went to, you know, to Tasmania or something something like that. So it's a shame that they had to meet, but, you know, both teams gave it all. And at the end of the day, you know, we thought what would happen that the MPL side were going to, um, you know, try but geez, they had a fright from Coomera yes. Colts late in that game.
2: Just yeah. a slight edge in quality in the front dirt from Walters and Lyle got, got them run. over the line. But I thought Coomera acquitted themselves spectacularly for a side mid-table in the Gold Coast Premier League, having a fantastic cup run. They certainly did themselves proud on the night as well.
0: And I do remember Steve McDonald uh, was talking about you know the fixture congestion that mm-hmm. they've had, which has really disrupted yeah. their preparation as well. Like, it, I think they were saying that if if they won that game, they would have wound up with something like five games in 14 days or something, just because of rainouts and whatnot. Yeah. So. It's yeah, it was a fantastic effort for them to get there, and I really think you know overall for Coomra, there's a lot for them to be really happy with. Look,
1: let's let's you know, let's face it, for them, you know, just getting there is a win. You know, I and a trip a trip to Mackay as well. Yeah, I always thought that you know, 95% of most you know general fans would know that that club existed until until they you know were on that run. So look, it was a win for them to actually you know even make it to the national rounds. You know, you hope that they can go on now know, and at least locally, you know. Do something with this, and you found fame. It
2: was probably a win just to get to round seven, in fairness, to beat some of the NPL sides they got to to even get to that point. So they went on a terrific run to beat, I think, three teams in the Football Queensland competitions, which was a phenomenal run. It's probably one of the best minnow runs we've seen in the FFA Cup from Queensland outside of Surface Paris Apollo, who did quite well as well. Certainly. Um,
0: yeah, so we'll talk quickly about Mackay as well because. Yeah, they do, have, like Michael Lyle, the times that I've seen him, he's been the guy who's been the real difference maker as well. And also... Uh,
1: Ky- Kyron Walters. Yeah, he, Kyron he's Walters. Yeah, he's no. he's in, become a very, very um, good, sort of, you know, if cameo about hit, but he was the headline actor we saw yeah. when we were at um, Heath Park on Saturday night. So Those two combined really
2: well, actually. Yeah. Walters is the furthest forward. Lyle just dropping off to link up the play. A bit of more experience, slightly deeper, to help, help out, run things. But I thought they were really good against Easton. I'm not sure what sort of side Moreland are, but I would give him a fair chance of going down there and doing something.
0: Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? And, you know, uh, the goalkeeper as well, Mitch Wright, he's... Well, he made a couple of emails, so a couple of saves as well. I think he's um, good for a couple of big saves every game, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, they've drawn Moreland Zebras in the next round. Now, they're also on August 21st, so same night as Olympic again. And, yeah, they've drawn Moreland Zebras. Their road to the last 30... No, that's the Mackay road for the last yeah. 32. Never mind, I was about to <laughs> read that. Uh, yeah. So well, I can little...
2: tell you they're very much looking forward to it. We spoke to Henry Cannell at Saturday at Heath Park in the, on Facebook in our post-game show, and they were absolutely buzzing to get in a tie. And didn't I tell you Henry yeah. was a fantastic You did. You. He's yes. a fantastic person. to interview. Definitely go and check that into. out. He, but they were absolutely buzzing to get in a way tie. It's what they really wanted. I know everyone wants to play them up in Mackay, but they wanted an away trip, something they haven't had as a club before. So they're very much looking forward to that trip. And... I give them a good chance. I forget who it was, but the Far North Queensland Heat went down to Victoria a couple of years ago and they pushed someone all the way to penalties. So it, it can be done. I know mean, this is an NPL 2 side as well, so I give them a fair chance of going down there and doing something. Yeah, it, the draw is opening up for them yeah. as well. So It's yeah. a big week for them as well coming up because they've obviously got MPL survival. They're right in the midst of that. So it's a big couple of weeks for them between them and Western Pride at the bottom end of that relegation zone. It's a big few weeks for them, so it'll be interesting to see what they prioritise. But I think they'll go. For the Cup, full strength. They will definitely want to to win in the Cup. Certainly. All right, well, that's going to be it for
0: segment two. Uh, we'll be back after this to talk about the Brisbane Strikers-Wellington-Phoenix game because, let's be honest, that was awesome. It deserves its full segment. We'll be back after this.
1: You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this.
0: Alright, it's the third and final segment of the Brisbane Football Review Round of 16 FFA Cup Preview Special. I don't know why I said Round of 16 first, but it's James, Scott and Adam here with you tonight. And we've got our third and final segment because it's only pre-season, so we're still working our way up to full show fitness. But we've got to talk about Brisbane Strikers because they play probably the match of the Round of 32 against Wellington Phoenix and caused a cup set that everybody's probably saw coming so it wasn't really a cup set, him.
1: yeah look uh of the day it went pretty much to script that we thought that you know strikers had to get out and and get a lead you know they then had to hold hold out you know a surgeon Wellington to phoenix that they got two extra time and then uh, penalties and uh bond's got the hero and uh i guess uh, the uh, david ball was the uh the goat i guess jeez
0: oh, <laughs> yeah. well look i i was going to say what really I suppose surprised me it was just how quickly strikers came out of the blocks. You yeah. sort of wondered if there would be a little bit of a feeling-out period, but uh, you know Owen Baker's side just went,
2: "Ah, screw it, let's go." I think that was the script, wasn't it? Strikers got out to an early start, and I don't think I think we all kind of thought that Wellington wouldn't quite peg them back. But when they got to the extra time, I kind of thought, "Okay, Wellington will end up running over the top of them here." But that's not the way it panned out. I know they had the penalty chance, which was that was the save, right? Yes, that yeah, yeah that was the save from Bonzi. Good, You've learned, you're learning. You're learning a different. Pre- well, he had two one, one hit the moon the other one was so I couldn't remember which was which <laughs> is that what we're calling the PCYC
0: behind Perry yeah. yeah
2: but no it was that, <laughs> I thought word. at that point Wellington would probably go on and, yeah. and win the game but in fairness Strikes they grounded out really well and in penalties they took some really assured penalties I'm assuming they practiced but they were really assured but well that's something that I think
0: you know would have helped the likes of strikes having you know guys like Chris Ma who okay did spark a minor melee at one point in the <laughs> in that's Chris Ma yeah <laughs> No, no, and just when I was, just, I think that came about five minutes after I was saying, you know, he's surprisingly docile from what I remember him at Lions. <laughs> and now I look at him. But yeah, I, like it's where you had the experienced heads going, okay probably not going to be able to win this in 90 minutes, or in 120 minutes, so let's just get to penalties. But yeah. look, both teams really did you know, if it was boxing match, you'd say both teams were throwing haymakers.
2: You've got to give Wellington a lot of credit because that 2-0 down, they were a really young side as well, and they played really well to get back into it. That young Macau at who they got from the New Zealand Premier League, I think it was. He looks a real player. Yeah, definitely. He might be quite... He might be someone to keep an eye on throughout their A-League campaign. I think there's promise there, but... So he's going to Western United with Mark <gasps> Rudan before long? Uh, he very well may end up at Western United. Also. Oh, he might go to Bayern Munich with South Beach Sting. You never yeah. know.
1: Yeah, um, look, that's the thing is that you sort of, on the face of it, you think, oh, geez, this could be a very long season for uh, Ufuk Talley and Wellington Phoenix's season. But, look, they showed enough that, you know, obviously there's... Obviously, it's it, you know basically a rebuild after Mark Rudan basically you know up and left until you know took a number of star players with him. So it um, it's always going to be challenging. We always thought that they might be slightly underdone, but look, they you know despite the results they'll be they'd be disappointed they lost to a member federation club. I think you know long term, I don't think it's as bad as it would be. I think they will quickly forget what happened at Perry Park, tried it for you know some success maybe in January February next year.
2: Rudin took stars to Wetson United, did he? Oh, that's look, a very loose definition of star for calling oh, Max look, Burgess f- a star here. Oh, that's think, a bit I of a that's Phil, a bit of a stretch. Hey, Philip Kurdo goes alright. Oh well there's well, there's a good example.
0: There we go. Uh, yeah. But no, they also
2: were missing Stephen Taylor and Fantasy and the Mexican Olysse De Villa. So they were, did have a few guys that will improve their squad, so Yeah, exactly. I think you look, if they go well if Phoenix go well this season, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to say,
0: Alright, well clearly they just weren't ready for this game mm-hmm. if they you know, don't do well then yeah. we say oh well, clearly it was a warning sign to come that's the joy of having and the FFA Cup so early in the A-League pre-season they did
2: lose to a member federation club last year in round 32 and that didn't do them any harm so yes, I, in I fact think they've... for their point they really don't care about the cup because they can't play at home no matter what yeah. happens so it's really how many extra A-League pre-season games do you want over in Australia that's really all it is to them because like, they can't host it Yeah, which is I get it but it's a bit harsh on them so they're their desire to win is I think slightly lower than the rest
0: yes alright so I just want to go back to the start so uh, opening goal from Amori it was it was coming as well like it it was a strike from outside the box I think on his right foot that just kind of went through a crowd and into the net but it, it had really been building the striker's Piling on the pressure.
1: Yeah, Hiroki Mori. He was, you know, he's a man possessed down that um, that uh, left sort of from a left wing back sort of position. You know, and we and look, we know how good he is. You know, he's one of the probably the best, one of the better left backs. You know, in the NPL Queensland, he's even you know drawn attention of Brisbane Roar at one point. I think what counts against him is the fact that you know he is you know I think still considered a a visa player. Yeah. Um, But look, he was very, very good, you know, both defensively and offensively. And that goal um, was, you know,. It was well deserved,
2: and he was still running like right to the end of the game as well. It was a good finish. I sure how many he scored with his right foot, but it was a very good finish, for right? him.
0: Certainly, and of course, you know the, the main man in the build-up to all of this was Andy Pengelly, who did only score one goal. So, how good of a game did he really have? I mean, that's a pretty average scored. performance from him. What's yeah. got
2: 46 during the season? Only gets one in the cup. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think that. Hey, and no, two, he scored in the shootout, so we'll give him credit for that. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: But yeah, it was a really good, um, you know, really good way for him mm-hmm. to, I suppose, cap his. Uh, season yeah. so far on the national stage and it has resulted in the trouble with central coast mariners
1: yeah look and you know, when when you're scoring that many goals um breaking all records left right and center we we all thought that you know Dylan Wenzel Hall's record would be safe for a while <laughs> now even Royce Brownlee's you know all time sort of record would have been um safe but you now Andy Pengelly he has just taken it to another level and um mm-hmm. yeah look I, I said you know, let's hope I think strikers will be very disappointed to lose him, but I think for for the kid himself, I think you know, he probably deserves a shot at the big time.
0: Uh, and I am enjoying the um, joke going around yeah. a lot of uh, NPL Queensland circles right now that Sunshine Coast Fire are doing a better job finding A-League strikers than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're creating yes. a few, aren't they? But
2: oh. His performance was pretty good, actually, in general play for the strikers. He makes a lot of runs in behind. That's where he gets a lot of goals, and you can see that being effective in yeah, like It would actually work quite well for the Raw if they were doesn't sound like it's going to happen, but he'd fit quite well with them. But he deserves was, was his opportunity. And we should clarify this: Royce Brown, for people who don't know, it's what, 30.
1: That was 34, 34 goals during yeah. an
2: NPL Queensland season. He's up to 36. With still a couple of games. With yeah, 46 go. goals, including in the Cup. So he's he he'll probably break 50 in all competitions. By I the could, end of yeah. the season, which is a phenomenal season. I do hope for his sake he
0: like even if he does wind up getting something from the Mariners, I hope he at least gets to finish off the run that he's on with the strikers as well.
2: Probably better off letting him finish. He's only got three games to go, so at this point you might as well let him play yeah the last couple of games and Of course, you know, not gonna turn down an A
0: League opportunity either, so
1: Yeah, oh look I think at the end of the day, you know, by time, you know, it all depends on Alan Stadic and the um I guess the football department down at Mariners, you know, when you know, look he... You'd be you'd be shocked if if he didn't get it. I think yeah, you know, I said you no. Know, I think he's not making only murmurs, you know, locally in Queensland. But you know, to score that many goals, to, to score you know on the national stage, that is, the, yeah, in the FFA Cup. You, it's something that can't be ignored. So you you've got to think that he's a better than you know, been an even chance, you know, to, to get that contract if not a Mariners somewhere else.
0: And look, the way the thing about his goals as well is he's making the right runs yes he's yeah. you know getting a couple of tap ins but he's still got to get to that spot to get them in so yeah.
2: he makes a lot of good runs in behind the defence that's where a lot of his goals have come from this season so he makes a lot of smart moves so you're absolutely right and I think he absolutely deserves a chance somewhere and it's another feather in the cap for National Premier League's Queensland definitely I mean there's a lot of players in that competition that would be capable of stepping up if given the opportunity and he's just another one of them exactly plenty of attacking talent in the NPL Queensland Wenzel Hall's now Pengeli. And it's, it's, Loftus it's yeah. as well, who I think will eventually be. Yeah, he's another week. one who could absolutely get picked up at any point.
1: I'd, I'd even throw in a guy like Kyron Walters as well. You know, if he mm-hmm. somehow you know turns it on, you know, in Melbourne, you know, next week he might be another one that's in shop window. So look, uh, there, there's plenty of talent, yeah. you know, and, and young talent as well. Like we then talk about players like Chris Lucas, who's probably may. The yeah, A League in professional football maybe I don't I don't know. I don't know if he's you know, still looking for that, you know, professional contract or whatnot, but you know, still even he is doing a good job and there's plenty of others out there.
2: There's also leagues in Asia, if Penguis move to the Mariners does fall through, there's plenty of leagues in Southeast Asia where he could go. We saw Harrison Sawyer go over to, to Hong Kong recently and he did quite well over there and now he's trialing with an A League club, so even if it doesn't move straight to A League, you can go to a league in Asia and and pick up an opportunity as well.
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, and then there was a penalty shootout as well, which was, you know, full of drama. Bon Scott stepped up, big save, and then there was also the miss from Ball. And, yeah, I think Strikers overall, they've got to feel good. Like, the, you have to feel good about the way that they went about it. They yeah. they won. You know, you can't say that they weren't the better side for the bulk of that match. And
2: it is the, quote-unquote, magic of the cup. It's actually really good to see a lot of old-school Brisbane Strikers fans out there. We've been to a lot of their NPL games. The crowds aren't always the greatest, but there was a good couple of thousand there on was of it a couple 1600 couple of Wednesdays yep. ago it was, a, it was a good crowd and a really good atmosphere so it was good to see a lot of those old NSL Brisbane Strikers fans out and about and hopefully they're there for their round of 16 game as well
0: yes well they're probably going to need every Strikers faithful to show hmm. up because unfortunately it is on the same night as the Raw because there's only two match days in yeah. the round of 16 I don't know why they couldn't have done a Tuesday, Wednesday double. Uh, it's
1: called Fox Sports. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's I the curse.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> the curse of having so many teams who are around a sixteen. We're not used to this problem. Yeah. <laughs> no only one and team and left fair, at this point. If
0: you were forecasting it, I think you would have been called. Off-wheel. I'm sure yeah.
1: our fellow Melbourne and Sydneyites are used to this problem of having multiple games on the same scene at the same times. So is a very new problem for us in Brisbane. And you know, a few people didn't like it, yeah. but unfortunately, that is the way it I'll is. tell
2: you what. I'll take this problem, and they can have the not having anyone. Oh, yeah. like less than competition problem and see how they like it. Yeah,
0: I actually f- I feel like I remember seeing on Twitter at one point someone was complaining about having a home game and an away game for two Victorian or Sydney clubs scheduled on the same night. Deal with it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Strikers Manly United, same night as the Raw So it's the 28th of uh, August. Yep. Um, yeah, and you got to think, much like well, much like the Raw they've got a really good chance to do this because Manly had to battle in their round of 32 game as well didn't they they
2: did they went to extra time to get through against Mount Druitt but this is a well cor- no good teams ever go to extra time absolutely <coughs> never but this is it's a real coin toss because both of these sides are typically teams who find themselves in, in the state final series but this year they're both out of it Manly's ninth I think in New South Wales NPL so they're in they're all in for the cup as well so it's a real coin toss
1: and i think as well from a local aspect as well the most notoriety about manly no is the return of charles yes. mendy
2: oh i remember him he was fun he's great yeah he's yep. a former peninsula power morton bay if people don't remember he played yep. in that cup tie at redcliffe for for um peninsula power against melbourne city a couple of years ago He's he'll be one to watch for certain he will certainly be making plenty of runs off the ball definitely and you very, very confident as well. So he'll be a lot of
0: fun to watch, and I might have to see if we can have a chat with him after the game because yeah,
1: was... well, it's been it's been two years since he's been in Queensland. Yeah. He played at Blacktown um, City before moving to Manly United, mm-hmm. so we're told. So and yeah, it's uh, look it'll be very interesting how he and that Manly side in particular, um, they'd like I so said, they're, they're normally you know a powerhouse in the uh, New South Wales competition. So look, it, it, this one could be a to- coin toss, but then again, you know, I think we our loot go with strikers almost.
2: I would give the edge slightly to strikers. Yeah, they're but, playing at home. Yeah. They should be particularly if Pengeli's still there, which we I assume he probably will be because he's cup tied anyway, if the Mariners sign him there's no point. You're better off leaving him there till then. He I think he'll make the difference. He'll probably score again maybe one or two goals and they'll get through to the um round of six the final for the first time because Olympic strikers and Raw could all get to the round of sixteen for the first time and Magpies, but the other three have been to the round of sixteen before.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, mm-hmm. Scott. We're going to close off this segment and the episode in general with a prediction. So, how many Queensland teams are going to be in the round of
2: uh, round in the quarterfinals? I think it'll be three. I think the Roar will get through. I think Strikers will get through, and I think Magpies will just get over the line slightly. I feel sorry for Olympic during an A League side. I think they'll give a tremendous account of themselves, but I think they might just fall short.
1: Yeah. No. Look, I agree, with Scott. I think three. Um, and I'm pretty confident in that. Um, yeah, I think in Olympic are unfortunately the one to miss out. But I think, yeah, Adelaide, you know, if it was around 32, I'd be probably more confident. But look, Adelaide are building something as most A League clubs, and it's very, very difficult to see um, a member federation club knocking off an A League club at this juncture.
0: If I remember correctly, I feel like I would, uh, I don't think uh NPL or member federation club has actually beaten an A League side. Someone
2: beat Victory last
1: year. I, 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 I feel like I did this time last year, so... Okay,
0: well, that's probably why this, I was remembering that
1: stat from is, last year. This is a
2: really good opportunity for Ben Khan as well. A really good coach in the Queensland NPL, getting a lot of credit. If he can get a result here against Adelaide, that would set him up spectacularly for his... If he has ambitions of the A-League, as I'm pretty sure he does. This would Or be, the National Second League. This would be perfect for him if he get a result here. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, I'm going to be slightly more pessimistic here, and I'm going to say only two Queensland sides will get in. However... I'm going to say it's going to be Brisbane Roar and Brisbane Strikers facing off in an FFA Cup quarter final at Perry Park. Oh, please, oh, the whole, whole wow.
2: hey. thing in the draw. Can they please make that happen? I mean, we were all thinking oh, it, we were oh, at Perry get, Park get, for get the round of sixteen draw. To the draw. He, he has the magic he, touch. He does. We we're at uh, Perry Park for the draw. So we were yeah, all. this is what I wanted to close. We out were on. all really hopeful it was going to happen. It didn't quite happen because the Roar were the first team drawn out, unfortunately. But, and you're all A League tie, but. If they get three, maybe it'll happen in the quarter final. I I know for a fact the Strikers would be looking forward to it. Yes. They would absolutely love it, I'm sure. It'd be, it'd be the new Battle of Brisbane, that.
0: That would be phenomenal. And, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's it's got to be at Perry Park as well, so that would make it even better. It would be their home game, so yeah. they'd get the
2: sound where it is. So Oh, that'd be Perry Park. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But either way. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to close yeah. out on, is at the draw. I said mm. all along, I didn't want an All-Queensland tie in the round of 32. Mm-hmm. I wanted... Uh, Raw and Strikers to go through and face off in the quarterfinals with another Queensland team. Unfortunately, I'm not quite too confident that part is going <laughs> to happen, but you know, I think that's what's going to yep. be the, that's what's going to be the case, and it's going to be a FFA Cup quarterfinal for the ages.
2: I'd sort could get it to the semi final. That'd be ideal as well, but that's being a bit greedy.
0: Well, well, then also if you get Raw uh, Strikers, you guaranteed a Queensland club in the semi. So that's true. And it also means that we're going to have to keep recording these FFA Cup preview specials. Thank you, Scott.
2: Good to see you again, James. Thank yep. you, Adam. Thank James. Thanks,
0: Scott. if you are listening to this before uh, Sunday the 18th or whatever it is, you can actually catch me on the N- N- NPLW match of the round
2: <laughs> oh here
1: go the plugs
2: of course
0: Five <laughs> uh, 4.15 kickoff between Capalabar and Lions. so if you haven't heard enough of my voice that'll be the best place to hear it Yeah, watch yeah. the
2: game and put it on mute if you're sick of his voice it's going to be a good game anyway so- yes. so- second and third in the league I think it is no first and, first and third First and, and third in the a league. point yeah. will
0: be enough for Lions to clinch the premiership yeah. so yeah. I'm looking forward to that you guys will
1: be yeah we'll be, end- we'll be somewhere you'll be
0: doing your regular NPL post game shows which have been very good listening for me to keep yeah. up with the mute button
2: is fantastic on the commentary no I'm only joking Just great commentators it's all good just not named James you're in the top bracket he's
0: he's,
1: he's better than some
0: (laughs) well that's comforting anyway (laughs) thanks everyone for listening to this edition of the Brisbane Football Review pleasure as always to bring it to you and go Queensland once again and we'll be back later on